the Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole world. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. How are you? Good. This Advent, this season that we're in now, every time it's blue, we're going to do something each Sunday. We're going to talk about whatever the theme is on that banner. Today it's hope. And then one of you is going to help me light the candles on this wreath. Today we're just lighting one. I know, immediately everyone volunteers. I saw Cooper first, so it's going to be Cooper. Remind me. There's four of them, so don't worry. And then we'll pray, and then we'll go back. Sound good? All right. Now today is hope. Can anybody tell me something that you hope for? What do you hope for? I see... This time of year, I feel like there might be a good analogy. I don't know about you, but does anybody make Christmas lists here? Oh, you do? Okay. If you had to name something that you're hoping for on your Christmas list, what would it be? Um, I'm, I'm guessing I want slime. Um, I have some more. And, um, no, no, I want to hear. And, uh, 
Wow. None of that's on my list, but that's cool. That's cool. Ava. Oh. Very cool. So, that's good for now. Cooper, what's on your list? Slime. Ugh. It sounds cool, but it kind of... You'll have to tell me how it is. I've got a Christmas list, too. I put a metal file on it because I need something to file things. It's cool to me. These are some things that we hope for, right? We make a list and then we hope for it. But we can hope for other things, too, right? We, we hope from time to time that we get to see our friends, right? Hey, I hope someone's here today. I'd like to be able to see them. And we hope from time to time that people get better, right? Have, has anyone ever been sick and then you hope they get better? Yeah? Sometimes we hope that something changes. I hope that it stops raining all the time, right? Sometimes we hope for really big things. Man, I hope that everyone can start getting along soon. Hmm. Or I hope that we start treating each other better. Hope can be something small, like a Christmas list, and it can be something big, like hope for the whole world. And God hears all of those hopes. This Advent, one of the things that we remember is that as a church, it is good to hope. It's good to think of God as someone who cares about our hopes, because God does. Someone who hears our hopes and doesn't just give us what we want, but gives us the best things. God hears our hopes. So, it's my understanding that Cooper's going to help me light this candle. As we do, we're going to sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. If you know the words, cool. If you don't, listen to the congregation sing them. And I want you to think about what you are hoping for, big and small, this year, okay? All right. Yep, he's going to have to stand. There you go. Here we go. are you, God of power and glory. You promise to make your mighty presence known among the nations and to strengthen your people to the end, when Christ will come to gather his people. As we light this candle, open our eyes to see the sin that separates us from you and from one another, and restore us again, that we may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stir up your light and come to save us. 
Reveal your face to us and give us life. Amen. of Jesus. Amen. As long as I've somewhat been on my own, living on my own, or, or at least out of the house, each time there's been a major weather event, I've made a phone call. I remember when I was on internship, I was by myself, and Hurricane Sandy came through. I was kind of around Jim Thorpe. And the power went out for a while, but I still had my cell phone, so I made a call to my parents. And it went something like this. Hey, just want to let you know. Yeah, that's how I begin the conversation. Want to let you know that I'm okay. I also didn't do anything to prepare. <laughs> so what should I do? And they, they walked me through it. They're like, well, you're going to want to make sure that you keep uh, a good amount of water on hand, so figure out where you can get that. Okay. And make sure that you're still eating and, and that kind of stuff. Okay. You're going to want to wear layers. <laughs> and maybe call a friend or two to see if they have power. And you might have somewhere to go. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. And so I did all those things. When I was here, and remarkably, a really big windstorm went through. They said there was a tornado with it. I remembered what my parents had taught me. In Ohio, you learn a lot about tornadoes. And so you get to the low ground, you get to a basement, or you get to somewhere else. If there is no low ground, you find a ditch or something like that. But you take cover, you get away from the windows and the doors and all that kind of good stuff. That's why I did that. Whenever a major weather event comes around, I either remember or make a phone call to figure out what to do. But if the sun and moon and stars ever started shifting, I'd probably still make a phone call, but I'm not sure what their advice would be. And if the heavens started to shake, I know I'd make a phone call, but they, their guess is as good as mine at that point. And if the nations come into turmoil and people are fainting in fear of what's happening, I know that phone call's going, but who knows what to say? You see, there's a part of this story today that's terrifying. And I believe that's only half of what Jesus is trying to point us to. There's a part of this story that's terrifying because everything that seems permanent is moving. Everything that seems like it should be solid is not where it's supposed to be. The sun, the moon, the stars, the heavens, everything's moving. Everything is pointing to something. And there's fear and unrest. And some of that tells us, I think, what Jesus is trying to tell us, which is nothing is permanent. Now, for some things, that gets to be scary, right? If nothing is permanent, that means that the things I like aren't permanent. 
My house is impermanent, and my life is impermanent, and my retirement plan is impermanent. My car is impermanent. The Pittsburgh Steelers aren't permanent. Yeah, now it got scary. Yeah. Up until then, we're like, oh, we can manage. There's a part of this that's scary because we like the things that are around us. But the other part of this is the cleansing part. The other part of this is, is Jesus is trying to tell us that nothing is permanent, which means the evil around us is not permanent. And the sin that catches us is not permanent. And the destruction of one another's lives is not permanent. And the way that we treat each other is not so ever entrenched in our society that it could not be changed. Even that's not permanent. The discord we see in our nation, the discord we see among nations, the problems of this world, the hunger, the injustice, the lack of regard for life, none of it's permanent. None of it. You see, in the day of the Lord, when the kingdom comes, nothing is permanent. And some of that is the stuff that we have clung to, good, bad, and otherwise. Some of that's the evil that we desperately wish to be washed away. And that's where the fig tree comes in. You see, there's one part of this story that seems comforting, isn't there? If you look at the fig tree or any tree, and when you see the leaves, you know summer is near. And that's kind of nice, isn't it? It's kind of nice to see those things come in. It's almost like a promise being born again. You made it through the winter, the buds happen, and you start work. So it is when these things happen. When Jesus says, when you see these things happening, that's how you know the kingdom of God is coming near. It's not that Jesus is trying to scare us with the kingdom of God. It's not that Jesus is trying to say, watch out and be worried about the kingdom of God. Actually, it's meant to be comforting just like the summer because Jesus already knows that we are terrified before these waters. We are terrified before the movement of the sun and the moon and the stars and the heavens. And Jesus already knows this. And Jesus is saying, like a good parent on the other end of the phone during your first weather event, I'll be here. When you see these things, know that the kingdom of God is near you. When you see these things, lift up your head because your redemption is drawing near. There is change that needs to happen because the evil of this world should not and is not, should not be and is not permanent. And it will be scary when the change happens. But when you see these things taking place, know your God is near. That's our hope. That the evil around us will be washed away and that God will bring the good to life again. 
this Advent, I want you to look at the trees. They might not be blossoming right now, but some of them are still green. When you see these things, I want you to imagine what is it that you desperately wish, that you desperately hope would be washed away? And what is it that you desperately hope that God would draw near to? This Advent, let us remember the promise that in all things, God draws near. Thanks be to God for that. Amen.